Welcome to episode number 43 of Corner of Hunter and George, Peterborough's art and cultural podcast. We're on this episode, episode number 43, The Piggy is Returning, an emphasis on culture. As yes indeed, Peterborough's iconic Pig's Ear Tavern is reopening this summer, thanks to Trent University alumni Steve Robertson and Ashley Holmes, along with two other investors, bringing it back to life place we thought we'd lost forever in 2017 yes 144 brock street it's been there where things such as hank williams broke his back not long before he died opening in 1865 is saint maurice saloon and having 14 different owners over the years most notably play uh, different names such as the windsor place thought we would never get it back but no it's coming back property went back on the market in 2020 and they pulled it off quote one of the owners it feels right now this is the time like a phoenix rising from the ashes as it says on the website piggy 2.0 better than ever they've gotten to- so many different messages of support about this And in this episode, you're going to get to hear me talk with Steve and Ashley, a place that was a community event, a community meeting space for Peterborough Nogos. You went on over the years, changing faces from our working class to our university and every sort of profession and meeting group you could think of. So here is my conversation with the two new owners, Steve Robertson and Ashley Holmes. Ashley, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Tim, you saw our big news. I I did, I did. I was, uh, it's... uh, Kind of in this uh, day and age with quite a number of setbacks happening uh, in a bunch of places, I found that one of the most uh, um, kind of rewarding uh, news stories I've heard, especially for Peterborough in quite a while. Yeah, especially for Peterborough quite a while. So, yeah, so that was quite quite lovely to hear, especially uh, when it it was, we'll get into it, sounds like you're kind of... uh, wanting to um, keep hold a uh, kind of uh, piggy's tradition of uh, not, not impending to changes too much. So uh, yeah, yes. that's exactly right. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, so congratulations on becoming, I believe it's the 14th owner of, uh, Piggy. Um, and while, yes, I guess I'll deal with the whole narrative of how this happened. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start, I guess, first with you, Steve, what got you interested in this in the beginning, like, uh, of, uh, becoming uh, the 14th owner of Piggy? Um, well, I think probably Ashley and I have very similar, um, reasoning behind it, but when John and Liley Hunter originally decided to retire, it sort of hit everyone, you know, hard in different ways. Um, Ashley's got a a good perspective on it, but myself and my friend group and my, you know, extended network, we're all very sad to hear the news. It's become a pig had become a sort of a, a meeting place, a vital part of the downtown core. And to see it going away was just sad, just plain and simple sad. And while I would have loved to have been in a position at that point to put in an offer and try to uh, buy the building at that time, it just wasn't something I could do. So flash forward, that's five, six years. Um, time's a little bit different. Uh, I'm in a different position and had the good fortune of being introduced to Ashley through a mutual friend. And the stars sort of lined up. Uh, she was interested in uh, doing something. She had talked to a bunch of people. I had talked to other people. And I think that our experiences were very similar in that there was a lot of um, talk over a beer of, yeah, you know, we should all get together, throw some money in together. And, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could redo this, but then the next day in the, you know, the light of day and um, sober thinking, uh, it just turned out to be a lot of talk by a lot of people. So we basically decided to step away from just doing the talk and, and go ahead and make a, make a move. Right. It's, it's not just kind of a, a, you know, purchase of a, business or starting a starting a business it's a it's definitely a cultural purchase now um with ashley like i i know you you worked there in the past how how long did you work at uh, piggy in the past uh yeah i worked there for about seven years consecutively and then i moved out west and in 2015 and then um i sort of would come back into town and like moonlight every once in a while and then the last five days it was open I ended up working each of those days because somebody got sick so I got to work every one of the like daytime shifts which is really awesome and then yeah you know I've kept in touch with John and Liley and the people that worked there before are going to come back and those people like that like yeah like the people that work there and who are going to come back and work for the pig zero I consider those people my family so it's really cool to be able to do that is a kind of a side note you must you must know andrea then oh yeah i've had that yeah i've had the benefit of working with her myself in the past not a piggy but other spots um so is this kind of like for you personally is this kind of a feeling like you've uh i see by your background you've had the like business means and skill and you thought this now you are kind of in a position where you can tackle a place that's close to your heart as well as having the skills as well yeah, I mean, I've worked at food and beverage my whole life, um, like since I was I had my first job when I was, you know, 13 washing dishes at this place called Shipwreck Lee's in Tobermory. I don't know if you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, and since then, you know, I like 
bartended at various places in Peterborough and mm -hmm. then yeah, moved out here working at food and beverage still. And yeah, like, of course it was sad when the pig deer closed, but it like, you know, everything sort of happens for a reason. And, you know, six years ago, it didn't make sense for it to continue. And yeah, we're, we just, like Steve said, we sort of were calling out our other friends and it's like, well, do you actually want to do this or not? And then Steve and I connected and it's like, well, we're actually going to do this. We're not just going to talk about it. So it's really exciting now to be able to bring that back for the community. Right. And we just get to, we get to do that. Okay. And I guess one of the things when you purchase a business that's been, yeah, shut its doors for close to six years, is there, um, like, is there, uh, issues you feel you'll have to face that maybe face the piggy in the last few years it was existing yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of things that could have or should have been done in the last sort of like 20 years it was open right but mm -hmm. you know just didn't make sense to close to do that or did it really need to be done or whatever you know and now that it's been closed like we have we want to keep everything as much the same as possible um, within any new parameters that we might have from the city or the province or whatever we need to do, right? So we're we're not really surprised by anything um, in terms of work that needs to be done based on just the age of the building and, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, our first meeting with the city last week was pretty positive in that sense. So. Okay. Uh, and... I guess I'm, I'm kind of surprised that anyone of you can answer this, how you were able to buy it from Parkview Homes. I guess I would have thought their intention was at the beginning of, uh, I know, doing similar to what happened to the old Y building on, on Murray and George sort of thing. Like they would have been a gentry, like lack of a better yeah, term, they were like a gentrification kind of pro process they would have wanted to be having. Yeah. They were trying to turn it into condos and, who knows what happened um basically it was a foreclosure so yeah so i i spoke with a few people from the city and i didn't get you know direct details but they did indicate that parkview ran into some opposition from citizens of peterborough but also the city itself who had stepped in and indicated that they wanted them to maintain um the integrity of the facade. The building itself mm -hmm. is not designated heritage protected. However, they did say, we don't want you to do the following things. And Parkview was also looking to acquire the Black Horse building and that deal fell through. So I think those two factors combined into them not really being able to proceed with their grander redevelopment plans. And they just sort of let it languish. And then there was a bankruptcy that that happened and a liquidator was assigned by the court and that's who we purchased it from okay uh yeah because i okay that is quite fortunate because yeah I, I read i think that they purchased it in 2017 for something around 940k which uh we don't have to get into specifics but i take it that you had to you along with the two investors had to put a bit more than that into it so um uh, no. um <laughs> Now, as long as it being, uh, the, uh, piggy itself, there's also, is it two floors of apartment buildings that are go along with this yeah. as well? Um, yeah. 
is there any uh like uh with like sort of challenges you have there for that they're already occupied Mm -hmm. yeah the upper units are already occupied it's a uh, it's only two units. The third floor is a nice, I think, one or two bedroom. The second floor where John and Lila used to live is almost the entire footprint of the pigs here. Like, so it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like 2,200. Yeah, around 2,200 square foot um, apartment. And so the both units are occupied right now. We don't have any immediate plans to make any changes on that. And the tenants are presumably quite happy uh, with where they are. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Then it just sort of, you're just carrying on from where they are. Um, yeah. So I, at a pragmatic level, I take it uh, the last last while and uh, the upcoming months, a lot of it's a huge cleaning process. Yeah, there's there's definitely some cleanup there. Uh, sometime in the past five, six years since the building has sat vacant, uh, the boiler in the basement, which heated the basement and the main floor of the pigs here building, um did fail and so they decommissioned it but it also heated the pipes going up to the residential units so there was some water damage when some pipes burst which had been repaired but the the pipes had been replaced and fixed but the um the walls and ceiling are still open so that needs to be properly corrected in accordance with fire bylaws city bylaws um a couple of the boilers sprung not boilers the um radiators sprung a couple of leaks and we're taking this opportunity to evaluate whether or not it makes sense to put in a proper um, forced air HVAC system so that we actually can have air conditioning in the summer and um, circulated warm air in the winter. Uh, That's a bigger project, but if we're ever going to do it, now's the time. Right. Okay. That that's, yeah, that's, that's important. That's great. Um, So just, uh, I guess I'll turn to to you, Ashley. So my, like uh, in a in a sort of brief synopsis way, historically speaking, I guess I take the pig's ear as being um, kind of a a blue collar kind of place, going along with the course of traditions of places like G and Quaker for years, and probably for the last uh, forty to fifty years of its existence, it was kind of more uh, kind of it still was a, a blue collar place, but turning also more into more of a place for uh, Trent students, as both of you experienced. Uh, is yeah. is that sort of a correct historical interpretation? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think it, in my experience, and I think Steve's experience is similar. Um, I don't think it was specifically one group, like just because we went to Trent and our friends were from Trent, you know, mm-hmm. in the beginning, like they were all there, but there was also, you know, plumbing students and then there would be like groups of doctors that would come in on like Friday afternoons or whatever. So it's it's not just like those specific groups. I think there are many, many cross sections of Peterborough who would go in there. Right. And, you know, like the police, there would be a group of police officers that would come in on like a day a week and like come and see Johnny and whatever, you know? So yeah, I I think that's why it's, it's a unique space because there are so many different different groups of people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, that's evidenced by the, the direct <laughs> feedback that we got from uh, various parties who reached out when the announcement came out last week. Um, they sent messages to us through our info at email address for the website. And they were from all over the place. We had uh, former students, of course, alumni of Trent. We had former 
staff and faculty uh, from the university. We had people from the downtown core. One woman who was very hopeful that it would be open to the public and not just alumni because she'd lived in Peterborough for 60 something years and had always wanted to go, but never went. So we're, we're attracting new crowds and old crowds. Okay. Yeah, that, that's good. It's not alumni because I, I'm not one myself. So that's, uh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we definitely uh, don't want to just fit everyone into one box, you know, cause that's, that's just not what people are. People are no. different and, and everyone is welcome. And yeah, just because, we were fortunate to be able to go to Trent, you know, not everyone has that opportunity. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it's fair to say even beyond Trent, uh, I think it's fair to say downtown Peterborough has changed even in the last, uh, you know, five or six years since it, since yeah. it closed. So there's that, there's that to go along with as well. So, yeah. I think it's um, even changed in the past six to 12 months um, in my time being there. Like there was obviously a lot of, businesses that just couldn't hold on any longer through COVID. And now you're seeing like new businesses pop up that are, you know, nice restaurants and, you know, stores. It's, uh, it's quite a change just in a short period of time. Yeah. Um, now do you, uh, I guess to go along with what I was kind of saying at the beginning is your kind of intention in keeping a lot of this, the, like how people like picture that, Piggy either aesthetically or a lot of its uh, various uh, various colorful attributes. Do you you plan on keeping a lot of those the same? Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. So and Ashley has always said maintaining the integrity and the spirit of the of the space is okay. our goal. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, sorry, go ahead. It'll also. I mean. The city also basically said word for word, it's like, if you keep everything as much the same as possible and undisturbed, then you will have a better chance. You know, it's like if we were to take out the wood paneling and then replace the wood paneling, it's like it might not be approved. So if we leave every as much as is and undisturbed, they said we have a better chance of whatever. Of not triggering, you know, other new new bylaws and regulations we want to make sure that like i said the spirit is is intact and that the feeling that people when people walk in they feel like it's still the pig um we want to make sure that obviously it is you know up to code and safe um to the best standards we possibly can adhere to but when people walk in the door it will be the pig's ear that they remember okay uh now just to you know, bring up, yeah, that one point about the city. Now, my understanding is like, even though they've talked about it, even as uh, lately as last night, uh, I technically now the downtown has kind of a heritage conservation status. So uh, I, I get what you're saying. You're, you're kind of keep uh, the wooden walls and everything in place. But is that legally, if, say, you wanted to take it out, they would have no, I don't know if they would have anything on you to stop you, would they? Yeah, yeah, it's not I a spoke, heritage building. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I spoke with a gentleman from the heritage department last last week, I guess, and mm-hmm. um, the building itself is not designated, um, but they value the preservation. And mm-hmm. so, the things that we want to do to honor that would be 
like maintaining the facade as best as possible. Like it, it needs some work. It needs some masonry repair. Uh, some people have tagged it with spray paint. So obviously we need to clean that up and make sure that it is brought back to um, more of its original appearance, but we're not looking to throw up siding on the side, on the front of it or anything like that. Like we want it to look and feel like the pig's ear. Right. Right. And yeah, uh, I don't know if you want to, it'd be probably both, both financially and probably uh, would be taking away spirit if you tried to do too much to it too. I yeah. think uh, I just personally speak part of the spirit is uh, from the past when you went in there, you, if you hadn't been there before, I'm, I'm quoting someone else, but you'd be th- mm-hmm. thinking something like, how does a place like this exist? If you had oh, 100%. experience a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I always think of it that, and this is in no way meant to be a negative thing. Yeah. The charm of the pig's ear is almost its lack of charm. If, yeah. if it makes any sense, right? Like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's not pretty, um, but nope. it's beloved in its own way. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And well, yeah, it's just uh, one thing I'll say is like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not trying to be anything else. It just is mm-hmm. what it is, you know? And like, I think maybe that's why people like it. I don't know if that makes sense, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it is. I think it, it actually really, I think a lot of ways that symbolizes uh, uh, Peterborough itself. It's not, um, yeah. I mean, there are, there are definitely, we have buildings of beauty in Peterborough, a lot more than a lot of other places, as I've said to people before. But I think a lot of it is just a kind of, uh, you know, kind of a place that people can relate to from their own daily lives and things like that of the past. So yeah. Oh yeah. Really involved kind of, uh, you know, a, a, a beauty or something that to like an yeah. outside eye. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you said that it, it's something that I've thought Ashley and I have talked about it, that um, the pig's ear traditionally has always reflected almost every aspect of the city. It, mm-hmm. it has an appeal to anybody in the city traditionally um, from the university students to the music goers um, to, you know, the old boys club who wants to come in on a you know Friday morning, whatever, where, whatever their schedule is, there's always been an appeal. And that is very much like Peterborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I guess yeah, the following things you can answer me either like uh, in a definite or a maybe, or, um, or, or likely not, uh, I guess, uh, how are we feeling about pickled eggs in a jar? Yeah, you bet. We love them. 100%. <laughs> 100%? Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Sam's Place Deli makes those. If you want to, uh, she's our partner on that. She makes them. Okay. And she's I, I, already getting ready. Okay. I admittedly have never had any, so I just, uh, I'm well, curious. Yeah. You're already Wanting to take that leap. <laughs> um, Labatt 50. Yeah. Can't get yeah, that anywhere. Okay. Maybe right. you can get it at the pig's ear. I've already met with the bats. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's coming. And the various forms of uh, bingo. Yep. Bingo, bingo, yes. Okay. Yep. That's All bingo right. with a P because if it's bingo, you need a different license. Like actually you need like a gambling. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So it's bingo like P-I-N-G-O. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I think a trivia night was often common as well. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, now, while we haven't gotten a firm commitment, I don't think yet, Ashley, John has continued to do the trivia nights by Zoom from their retirement place during, in Mexico. 
and yeah, we they were doing love, monthly. Yeah, and we'd love to bring him back virtually to continue doing that on occasion. Okay, and uh, uh, sorry, what was the other thing I had here? Oh, the last, at least the previous owners, they often were doing kind of like an open mic thing. Yep, open yeah. mic as well as uh, scheduled acts as well. Okay, yes, I was going to get to that important. So certainly, certainly one of the big things of it was live music, and that was certainly the appeal with uh, the people who were uh, one congregation of the people who were the last customers there. So live music, you're playing and continuing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mondays, Mondays was pooling typically. Um, pooling on a different night now, so we'll have to figure out how that's going to work if it's going to work. Um, Tuesdays was. There was a family open mic um, earlier in the evening with children. And then in the evening, it was for adults. Um, Wednesdays was sort of like a pub night or it was karaoke at some point or just whatever, like mostly student focused. Um, Thursdays was trivia. And like, um, like Steve said, if we can get Johnny in virtually to do that once a month or whatever, we have other people within the pig's ear family group who were doing it, um, you know, who would do it, you know, when John and Lily were on vacation. So those people are willing to come back and do that on the Thursday, typically Fridays was bingo, pigs ear bingo. And then Saturdays was live music. So we would keep every, most things the same concept. Okay. And I know they've had to find other spots uh, in the last few years, but uh, have you gotten contact with uh, PMBA, uh, Peterborough Musician Benevolent Association? Uh, not yet, but they are on the list. Okay. All right. Um, and what it's been said this summer, is it best that that's sort of said in that way at the moment, not a specific month? A month? Our goal, like we were targeting... Um, towards June, July for opening. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that come into play, but that is our goal. Okay. And and both both you two and any and the two uh, investors involved is uh, was part of this whole thing also well a way of um, kind of a way of helping the downtown itself. Is that where is that what you were thinking? Because. You, I mean, these sort of things have happened before I've seen, but, you know, it's been a change of location or something like that. But mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can speak for myself thinking, yeah. yes, that I did want to partially bring back the pig for the downtown um, betterment, uh, the mm -hmm. university. Lo everyone lost something when the pigs here closed. And like Ashley said, there is a time and a place for all things to happen. But um, to bring it back now would fill that hole. Um, fill the void. And so that was definitely part of my interest. Okay. And have you, have you, are you going to either of you two, uh, I want to hear from both of you on this. Have you had to, are you going to have to make like uh, adjustments like in your own lives of uh, like dedicating yourselves to this? Like uh, I'm not sure if any of you like were uh, like it's been mentioned, Ashley, you've had to often go out west. Is there like if you've been do doing work outside of Peterborough a lot the last uh, last decade or so, or is there like other adjustments you're going to have to make? Yeah, I currently don't live in Peterborough, so I will yes. be moving back. When you first said you came here from out west, whereabouts out west were you coming from? From Bernie. Okay. 
Yeah, so the biggest change is going to be entirely on Ashley's shoulders. Like she is coming back to be the operating partner in this. She'll be running the bar um, and doing the day-to-day management. Right. Most of the work entirely herself and, and her team that she puts together. My involvement will be secondary to that. Okay. Okay. And and do you still have you st- do you still live in the Peterborough area yourself, Andrew? No, I'm back. I'm there a lot. Um, okay. I've got a number of other investment properties. I'm very involved with the university, um, help with uh, the annual regatta. And actually, my daughter was just accepted to Durant, so she'll probably be there in September. So I'm going to be there probably more than I am here, but I don't live in town. Okay. And I take it the, the reason the public found out about this through uh, TUAA, uh, Trent University Alumni Association, yeah. is you, you are both involved with that still at the moment over the years. Yeah, like Ashley and I, are being alumni, are both involved with the rowing club, um, definitely, um, and have some involvement with the university, but we also have close ties to the alumni association. And we did give them a heads up before um, any big announcement, and they asked if they would be uh, able to make the initial announcement before we put it out to the rest of the media. And it sort of exploded from there. Um, went out on Monday, 20, the 22nd, I think, if that's right. Um, and from there, it just sort of went a little crazy. Um, I, I guess, yeah, I find this uh, really, If when I've looked, uh, I've already knew about some of it, but when I was re-looking some of the historical things of uh, uh, Pig's Ear, it's quite... Uh, like it's quite deep how it runs, not just how long it went on for, like since 1865, but uh, various like um, stories and iterations that came from it. Uh, just at a, like a personal level, my uh, my uh, my my wife's grandparents who came who grew, who lived in Keene when it was, I guess, the Windsor Windsor place. Uh, yeah. they had like a weekly habit of you know. Not being judgmental of this because it was, you know, this is back in the 40s or 50s. Uh, they, they had a weekly habit of coming in with the kids, leaving the kids in the car, going into the right. their place. <laughs> and back then, I believe women were not allowed to come in without male occupants. So finding a spot and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, but um, also, uh, like, uh, is there is there anything, um, I guess, either you could speak of, of how um, you feel kind of a connection with a, a Peterborough before your own time. And maybe Ashley, you, you can answer that best since you've worked, you worked there a long time, but like sort of a, like a sort of, you feel like kind of, it was said in the movie that was done right after it closed, like kind of like feeling a kind of a feeling the ghosts of the past kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we do sort of, I mean, joke about there being a ghost that lives in the pig's ear. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did go to high school in Peterborough. So I like Peterborough is the place I've lived the most years of my life. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I don't currently live there, it's like the biggest span. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, the pig's ear is just, it's a piece of history, right? It's been, it's a hundred and the building is now 157 or whatever years old. And, yeah, just how that we still know what all the history is of it. And yeah, now that now we're just a piece of that. 
Yeah, and I I just think that's uh, one thing one thing quite uh, magical. I mean, Peterborough has a on a on a on a pub drinking place kind of level as a lot of places of a lot of like rich cultural heritage like red dog of course and others and other spots montreal house and so on but i feel like what we've been talking about sort of is the thing that makes pig's ear magical is just it was kind of able to kind of really represent peterborough in a lot of ways uh that uh just you know just uh others can't can't really maybe quite and uh replicate quite as much and like everything from like uh hank williams being there just before he died and uh i believe i believe a lot of people told me paul schaefer used to come there quite a bit in the past and people things like that a bunch of other things like that yeah, yeah gordani was once just sitting at the bar on a monday night mm-hmm. okay yeah uh, okay i didn't realize that okay yeah so yeah it just uh <laughs> The spirit. Now, can any, just lastly of a historical nature, I don't know, there's, there's been that debate over the years, like the supposed sign that Canada Packers had across the street, but can any of you sort of speak to where the, um, the name comes from itself? Ashley? No, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I could talk to John and Miley about it. Okay. Or we could talk to them about it. Okay. Or I'm sure you could. They would be open to you reaching out if you have okay. questions. Just Fair enough. All right. Thank you. The gap there. Yeah, because it got the name, according to John's list, in 75 with Bill and Marg Ryder. But, yeah. That's her. I mean, that. John and. Yeah. Which is Lila. What's that? Oh, it's Lily's uh, parents or brother. Yeah. I can't remember which. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll make note of that. Um, yeah, it was Lily's family who owned it for a long time. John and Lily just started running it in. I'm not sure exactly what year. Somewhere around. It's two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, somewhere around two thousand. Okay. Um. Now what? Uh, now back to the current day. What sort of uh, we've gone over cleaning and preparations, but like, what are sort of the main uh, like uh, obstacles, day to day work you have to feel like you have to complete before you're ready to open this? Hmm. Well, it's gone. Like everything is is gone from the space. So tables, chairs, wall ornaments, doors. Um, like p- people bought everything, and so. Right. Um, either reclaiming whatever people would like to donate back when, and we've had a lot of offers actually, which is great okay. um, or replacing what we can't and just getting a liquor license, getting inventory, um, you know, all of the the basics of setting up some sort of a, a bar or establishment in, in preparation of being able to serve customers, like setting up a point of sale system or getting internet next week. Like, I don't know if the pigs here ever had internet. I'm not sure, but uh, little things like that. Um, there's a list probably a mile long. Um, so it's, we're just having to divide and conquer and chip away at all of those items. Right. Well, I, I think, I think AC, like you were talking about, would be a natural yeah. addition too, like a, a welcome addition as well. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I like, I guess I, am I correct in saying that the, 
little piggy banks, those are all kind of like put up for auction or something at the end. So there, there might I be think so. I think maybe some people yeah. who had donated them or gifted them, maybe they were gifted back. Um, but I think that, yeah, they, they're all gone. Right. Um, yeah. I found one that was still hanging on the wall. That was sort of a, people just brought those in. You know, John and Molly didn't plan for that to happen, but then it did. So it was just cute. And then some of them got auctioned off, but a lot of them just got given back to their owners. You know, okay, people who have yeah. brought them in over the years. All right. Yeah. I, okay. I, I envy the person who ever has the swear jar out there, but anyway, <laughs> I hope that still exists. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if it started happening to you, Ashley, but I've already started getting gifted pigs now myself. So it's going to be, I guess we're picking up on their tradition. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's great. Well, finally, I, Ashley, I don't want to cut into your next meeting. Um, is there, besides what we've mentioned, uh, a few things you might add to it. Is there anything, is there any other sort of um, small, like, uh, additions you might make to the to the business? Uh, like any menu changes whatsoever, any menu additions, other things I may be missing out on? Yeah, I mean, the washrooms definitely need some work. So we're going to do mm -hmm. that. And then also, I mean, the drinking culture in general has changed. So, you know, we'll, we'll adapt to sort of what the new trends are in terms of, you know, less, not less beer options, but just different beer options as well as like non-alcoholic options and ciders and seltzers because that's just sort of where the trends are right now. And yes, I mean, you know, we want to be able to, to be able to reach more people right so like having non-alcoholic options or whatever that is ciders um you know that's just where where the trends in the drinking culture are so right no i i think that's an excellent idea I, if i was uh if i had the means of opening one i definitely would be tapping into that non-alcoholic uh, kind of um, audience as well um and um also, I gotta say, oh, just similar to perhaps the only, like, this is not going to, uh, in any capacity whatsoever, turn into any sort of place for, uh, like, a, a sports bar kind of thing. No. Yeah, not no in, chance. Like, in any sense. Like, even, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, if people want to watch the Leafs, they're going to have to go elsewhere. So, that's okay. That's, that's good to hear. Um, there's lots of sports bars already. That's not, yeah, the, there, the there are. There are tons. That's another thing that's, happened in the last five years or so too so yes yeah, so there's yeah. not there's not a limit there um yeah i just yeah i feel like the noise of that and other things would just totally it would denigrate the place a bit so that's good to hear um, yeah. and i'm speaking as a sports fan too so i'm glad to hear <laughs> that um so well um unless you think there's anything else major i missed i think that's 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 that, that covers most of what i was wanting to say but uh, again congratulations to both of you and i think this is a great thing to happen uh culturally and a lot of other levels for downtown peterborough and i wish you all the best of luck no we totally agree thank you so much yes yeah, thanks tim really appreciate it Beers for over 150 years, pickled eggs in the bath 50 trays, but now you are a condo, now you are a condo. Fluorescent lights and the cigarette smoke and the best bartender for which you could hope. Oh, I miss the pig's ear, I miss the pig's ear tavern. I don't know, dancing rule, which I liked, and wood paneling, which I also liked. And you're home for many perfect drunken nights, but now you are a condo, now you are a condo. 
everything you love will one day be a condo You will cry because you are old You will cry right into your plate of sushi nachos The people move downtown They want to shut it all down They don't like noise And they try to put Brayden down They won't rest And so the world is just one big, big condo And the developers sleep on piles of cash As they turn the world into towers of glass They tear down condos Just to build more condos I sit in my condo and dream of pickled eggs And I think of cold, the bad 50 kegs I miss the Big Zier, I miss the Big Zier Tavern